Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Moms and Murder, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Great. I think we do the same intro every single week. (laughs) Um, It's just easy for us, but um, we're both here again and doing well. So I will let Melissa do her usual thing and jump in and tell you guys uh, this week's announcements, if you will, and then we will get right into the case. Perfect. Um, so we have a, just a couple announcements for tonight. The first one is we wanted to include our children because we're mothers in a small episode, but murder. So we are very limited in our options. So we're thinking on the 24th, we're going to release an episode. Oh my gosh, I hope this works out because I've now committed to a day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like a Q&A, but our kids will ask us the questions. But you guys send us the questions. So if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't. So basically, we're going to have a Q&A, um, ask us anything, but keep it PG because our kids will be asking this, and then we will put it on the end of our episode. So if you want to hear our adorable children, stick around. If not, you can cut it, and we're fine. Just don't tell them. <laughs> don't tell them you didn't want to hear them. Um, next, uh, we have our Patreon episode about the killer clown, not the clown killer, which – wait, No. Killer clown, that's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got it right. Florida killer clown. So if you are a Patreon member, a patron, um, that is up and available for you. And if not, head on over there. Join us. 
Yeah. Lots of fun things going on. Currently have <laughs> a, a poll up there. That's always exciting. Um, and then we're also going to do a crossover episode next month that Mandy and I are thrilled about. Yeah, Super excited. Yeah, you hear that? Very thrilled. No, we're super <laughs> excited. It's going to be so much fun. Um, this will be our first ever crossover. Um, and I feel like that's... No, Crossroads is a Britney Spears movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now I'm thinking of like a Bone Thugs and Harmony song too. Like this is really going in a bad direction. So, yeah. yeah, let's just let's We should on. not do pop culture. It's not working well for us. Um, and then also Facebook group. You guys know about that. Now we have like, I don't know. 150 something members 200 and we're still holding on to um gifting so <laughs> we keep saying uh today's the day that we're gonna stop doing that but then we keep doing it so <laughs> we're such kind people mandy um and then you can find us on facebook twitter all that stuff mom's the word we also wanted to let you know that we are participating in the campaign two pods a day um it aims to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every day for the month of october we hope to give visibility to some of the great indie podcasts that you probably haven't heard of. Two Pods a Day encourages you to listen more and to listen indie. And we were actually featured on Two Pods a Day on day three or four. Three. Day three. Day three. So our time has come and went, but we are still promoting and so excited about all the different shows that we're learning about too. There was a cool dad show on there. Yeah, right us. next to us. Yeah, it yeah. was perfect. That was um, just per a perfect matchup. <laughs> Congratulations, Josh Hallmark, and all your genius abilities <laughs> to be able to put all these things together. So thank you for that. So without further ado, Mandy, let's get going. All righty. Today, uh, episode 13 is going to be about a lovely lady named Clara Harris. Aww. Yes. Clara Harris was living a dream life. Um, she had a successful career, a beautiful home, lavish belongings, set of adorable twins, uh, a doting spouse, and even a stepdaughter that she considered her own. She lived with this family in this family. This family. This is, this is her family. This, <laughs> she broke in and yeah. moved into this family's home. <laughs> she lived with her family in uh, Friendswood, Texas, and owned a chain of orthodontic offices with her husband, David Lynn Harris. So when I say like she had all these lavish belongings and a beautiful home, I mean, it was just like the granite countertops and the nice cars and, you know, Mercedes. And yeah. I don't know. They probably had a boat. It and could be I like normal knows. to some people, but to us, that's like fancy living. <laughs> yeah. I, I am really not you making You got money. granite in that yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clara was born in Bogota, Colombia, and at the age of six, her father died. But Clara continued to work hard to be a successful woman who would have made him proud. Her father had always encouraged her to, and motivated her to do well and make a life for herself in the States. And that became something that was very important to Clara. She um, really wanted to be able to live that out right. and, you know, mm -hmm. follow the dream that her parents had for her. She eventually did move to the U.S. to study dentistry. And when she was in Houston on fellowship, she met David and the two became absolutely smitten with each other. Um, they had a very kind of a quick which I guess like a lustful beginning to their yeah, relationship. Basically. And then, of course, it grew into true love. Not of course. <laughs> they got married Sometimes and everything. Those physical um, quickly. So a quick note, I actually had to go look up. I didn't know what a fellowship was. Oh, Mandy. And so I go down. Whenever I start like looking at things I don't know, I'm like, well, let me just Google this some more. Why are you making fun of me? No, I'm not. I just... <laughs> 
we both don't know very many words, so together it's a real disaster. I mean, I know the term fellowship in certain capacities, <laughs> but not when it pertains to, like, dental school. So, of yeah. course, I was like, okay, what is this? Um, I, I assumed it was more than just people getting together and hanging yeah. out. So. <laughs> it was a potluck. It was just a potluck <laughs> of dentists. Anyway, so a fellowship is uh, a short-term opportunity that focuses on the professional development of the fellow. and um, It's kind of like a... <laughs> Oh, it's kind of like a grant. They um, they provide finan- financial support for any cost. <laughs> Melissa, stop laughing. Um, that they incur as a student. So um, it's kind of like a specialty program. You, I I actually even asked a friend who is a dentist, and um, I was told that it is not really they. You don't come out and have the title of a specialist, but right. you just know a lot in that field. You know, so if you're a dentist and you happen to know a lot about a certain type of dentistry, then you can go to like a fellowship for that. Right. We would have that with orthopedic. Like we'd have people do their internships and then fellowships with various things. So then they could say with a fellowship in sports medicine or whatever. So you had this extra thing you could add to your resume. Even though it's not like an official thing. It's not like a title. I think it's you an don't ish. I think it's it. just you say fellowship of, oh gosh, this is getting bad. Because okay, let's I just acted stop very this confident right and this yeah. is not going well. <laughs> so on Valentine's Day of 1992, Clara and David were married at a yacht club right next door to a Hilton in Nassau Bay, Texas. So they got married on Valentine's Day, which is just so sweet and makes you just feel so good and warm and fuzzy. And I always love when people do stuff like that. Well, I think it's sweet, but um, things go south. Every Valentine's Day for the rest of your life is terrible. It's like getting married on your birthday. What if this doesn't work out? You're going to hate your birthday? (laughs) No, thank you. Don't ruin any holidays for me. So as I said before, um, the pair had a very close bond, and Clara actually helped David to foster a relationship with his young daughter named Lindsay that he um, had not had a relationship with since he, of course, split from her mother. Um, In September of 1998, Clara and David expanded their family, um, and Clara actually gave birth to twin boys, which... Good Lord. Twins. Bless you. Just you know, bless you. And I know for a fact that we have at least one listener who has twins and um, tells stories about them all the time. I Looking at you, Stacey. <laughs> um, and yeah, you go, people with twins, because I don't know. I you would go off a cliff. I couldn't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, I would go off a cliff. Don't you. They need you, clearly. <laughs> okay. So September 1998, Brian and Bradley, the twin boys, came along. Uh, the fr- uh, friends of the family stated that these little boys were just the bow on the package of the Harris's perfect life. They were all very happy, and um, really, they couldn't ask for more. I mean, they had this beautiful home. Right. They had thriving careers. Um, everything was really going great. Um, the, around this time after the boys were born, um, actually around 2001, Clara and David's dental practices both started really taking off and they were able to have a beautiful new house sure. and they also had a cottage on a lake and a ski chalet in Colorado. You know, I did not <laughs> want to pronounce that word at all. <laughs> oh, you don't even know what a ski chalet is? Really? <laughs> in my brain, I always pronounce it chalet. Is that the correct pronunciation? I have no idea. We have to just Anyways, never do this. No. I can't even imagine having three houses, though, that is so far out of, like, the realm of reality for yeah. me. That, like, it Congratulations. They worked really yeah. hard for this. They did. They did. Um, the things you can have when 
you're not lazy <laughs> <laughs> and you're smart and you go to school and all that fun stuff. <laughs> you don't start a podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, friends of Clara's said that she loved having company and throwing parties and she was actually very good at doing it. Um, she would throw these elaborate different holiday parties and just all these kind of get-togethers. Melissa shaking her head because she doesn't Not ever <laughs> she doesn't ever want to have a gathering of the minds with anyone she knows. No, I don't like people. I don't like places. I don't <laughs> like things. So this sounds miserable to me. It sounds perfect to me, honestly. I love entertaining too. I like throwing parties and I just can't afford it. You it's don't invite expensive. me to any of these parties. <laughs> Are you nice surprised? To know. Yeah. You're always talking about how lame you are, so I'm just like and how much yeah. I hate people. So she's, she's gonna not be uncomfortable. I don't hate people; they're great. <laughs> um, so this perfect life that they had built was not easy, um, as life is not whenever you have twin boys and a full time career. Um, and you know, of course, Clara was also a large part of. You know, she was a big contributor to the finances of the family. Yeah. She was like they were kind of fifty fifty, and um, you know they needed her income if they were going to continue this lifestyle that they had. Right. So this whole entire situation started to really exhaust Clara mentally and, you know, emotionally. And it was just very draining. She was tired all the time, um, just working a lot. And as it sometimes happens, her relationship with her husband kind of started suffering a little bit. And like I said, that's kind of an unfortunate thing, but I hear of that happening all the time where, you know, like life is just gets to be so much and work and kids and all that. And it's a a common thing. I feel like, um, in a marriage, unless you really try your hardest not to let that happen. Yeah. That's our PSA for the day. Oh gosh. You know, we're going to have more PSAs. (laughs) We're the worst. That's our our first one. Um, so their relationship began to suffer and Clara just continued to put it, their marriage on the back burner. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, David started spending more time at work and would start showing up late if he even showed up at all to like family gatherings and, right. you know, get togethers and things like that. You know, he would show up at like 10 PM and, you know, just clearly not into it, you know, not That's interested. what I do. That's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> just show up at 10. Have, good job, David. Have a drink and leave. That's, Grab a snack and get <laughs> out. Like perfect. Have a snack. I yeah. say have a drink. You're like, I'll have a snack. I only want food. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so David and Clara actually had um, a five-year financial plan and it included owning all of their offices, their dental offices, and becoming totally debt-free. So Claire actually didn't mind that David was spending more time at the office because in her eyes, that was just more income and it would be faster for them to reach this ultimate goal that they had of living this debt-free life and then, I guess, just filling bathtubs up with money and swimming in it. (laughs) Sure, as we do. But she seems like she had this vision of perfection and that's just – that's how it was going to be and you make your sacrifices and you deal with it and that's just what's going on at the moment. In my my opinion, that's – she seemed like a perfectionist to the nth degree. Well, she kind of was and um, I think it all started back when she was little and her – you know, her dad had – said that he had all these aspirations for her, wanted her to go make a life for herself in, in America and, you know, really use her smarts to get to get where she wanted to be yeah. in life. And so, you know, she always did that and that was important to her. And so those things were important to her. And she I think I think you're right that she had a image in her head that she wanted to kind of live out. Yeah. And um yeah. But They're great, but I'm not interested in being a dentist. People's mouths are gross. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Anytime <laughs> a dentist, a podiatrist, the OBGYN minus the baby part. Right. No thank you. I know. I don't I, I 
No. I mean, more power to you. Thank you no. for doing your job and all this stuff. But like, why? Why? Yeah, I know. Well, and not even like the gross factor, but for a short time, I considered um, going to school to become a midwife, right? I was really on this Hippie. kick for a couple of years. Hippie. And I would, that would be like my dream job. Right. Except then I realized that I value my free time too much to be on call 24-7. Oh my goodness. So. I know. <laughs> I just couldn't do oh, that. Oh, and then like false alarm crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. And, and I also don't like being woken up in the middle of the night. You'd be a or... terrible midwife. <laughs> Every baby's born at like 2.30 I will only show up to attend the births that are convenient for me. <laughs> you would have had a lot of business. I'm sorry this didn't work out for you. <laughs> um, so in the fall of 2001, Clara and David's marriage began to really take a nosedive. Things started getting a lot more tense and uh, just going downhill. Clara would get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and not come home until after 7 o'clock at night. So she was putting in extremely long days. Yeah. And then, of course, would have to come home and have these two, really three children because yeah. David had his daughter from his previous relationship. Um, so How she would have to go home and do all the mommy stuff. Yeah. How often was she there? Do you remember? I don't know the, if I ever read anything about that, I didn't honestly. see what their custody agreement was, but it seemed like she was there Quite often. I, I agree. I got the impression from everything that um, I would say it was at least like a 50-50 situation maybe. Right. Or at least every, every <laughs> it weekend. It was at least a 50-50 <laughs> situation maybe. <laughs> Only get facts here. <laughs> we're, just keeping, we're just keeping up with the uh, what you guys expect from us. Yeah, there so. you go. <laughs> Keep those expect- expectations low. Yes. In the fall of 2001, Clara and David's marriage began to take a nosedive. Uh, Clara, at this point, was getting up at 7 a.m. and not coming home until 7 at night, which is like prime time kids get them in bed. I Right. The hour between 7 and the 8. The witching hour. It's the worst time ever. Yeah. <laughs> I I regret so many things in my life from 7 to 8 o'clock. <laughs> I would, if I was her, I'd come home after that. My right. goodness. <laughs> Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. 
Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Um, so David began to feel more neglected and started spending more time at the office, or so that's what he was telling her. Um, in August, David hired Gail Bridges as a receptionist. She was a pretty young woman who entered the picture at just the right time for David, and she was actually starved. He was starved for attention, and she did not mind giving him attention. And they worked together through the tension, um, but eventually began to have an intimate relationship around April or May of 2002. So they lasted a while. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) It was, what, from August until April or May. Oh, congratulations. walked around the office flirting with each other, I guess. How does this work, though? (laughs) You're working with your spouse and you're like, you know what? I don't think they worked in the same office. Oh, yeah, they they each had their own. Right. They had their own separate practices. But you're still communicating with people in other offices right. if you have it's that. It's a small world, I, I would imagine. Like, that's a way small world. Right. And especially if they own, like, all the dental offices in town. Like, yeah. You would think um, that's just not a very wise no. thing to do. Very dumb, David. Um, David would actually take Gail to his lake house, and they'd also get rooms at the Hilton, which is the same Hilton that was right next door to David and Clara's wedding venue, which is a nice slap in the face, I would right. say. Right. Oh, Yeah. I'm ready to slap him. Yeah. Um, eventually, David stopped trying to hide his affair from everyone except his wife, and he would be open with his dates with uh, Gail around town. So he would be out and about with her, which, again, slap. I, right. I would say, though, at this point, though, if you get to that point in an affair, you just need to go on and leave your wife and just stop. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. If you're, like, you know, so into this other person that you're just like, eh. Whatever. I don't even care if anyone sees us together. Like, it's definitely time for you to. So, don't you think they should have stopped that? Pick a team. <laughs> yeah, pick a team here. Honestly, though, but that to me, it seemed so blatant and obvious that it was kind of like he wanted to be found out. I don't know if that's true, but it just seems like why would you not hide it at work and stuff? Like everybody knows you guys. That makes it uncomfortable for everyone you work with, right? Too. Nope. Thank you. Uh, So word of the affair finally reached its way back to Clara when one of the employees at David's office took her to dinner and let her know that she may have some uh, problems in her marriage that she needs to take care of. So You think? Yeah. (laughs) And what an uncomfortable dinner, like, by the way. I know. And I mean, I just think it's so nice for women to look out for each other and like be like, hey, girl, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) I think your husband might be uh, (laughs) getting a little something, something on the side. No, Mandy. Don't ever (laughs) say that again. That made me so uncomfortable. Okay. We're just going to cut that whole part. Nope. Right we're now. still going. We're still going. I refuse. <laughs> I'm always embarrassed. You can be embarrassed. Today. So um, Claire was actually blindsided, and uh, she confided in her stepdaughter, Lindsay, who's David's daughter, and she was 16. So I don't understand that. Like, that's Why a lot to give into it. a oh kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I agree. And, like, that's her dad. It's I don't know. It, that just felt gross to me, that whole Why? What good does it do? Right. Uh, it just brings back memories. I've been involved in a situation which, you know, yeah. kids were brought into um, a, a messy affair, divorce situation. But, but um, not Mandy's life. Not outside my, of your life. Not my, not my immediate life. Yeah, not your immediate life. <laughs> a life outside of yours. Right. Yeah. So no fun. And yeah, people getting brought into it. It's like, that's your own dang problem. I don't. Right. A kid doesn't need to know about any of that. Um, so actually... Uh, Clara and Lindsay were very, very close, and Clara had been in her life since she was 
a tiny little girl. So uh, Lindsay in- initially took the side of Clara when she learned of her father's affair. And on the morning of July 17th, 2002, Clara confronted David about Gail and he admitted to the affair. I feel like he just wanted to. Well, I know, but that's why I don't understand. If you are that miserable and like just sick and tired of your wife, like just leave. I don't understand this, like have this affair. And then finally you're just like, not, you know, you just come out and admit it. Yeah. Like, yep. That's going well, on. I mean, he wasn't hiding it, so I guess. Like, buy her some chocolate and say this like is heartbreaking. Done. Honestly, this case, I actually found myself feeling really, like, sad for yeah. Clara in parts of this because, I mean, I don't even – I can't imagine with everything she had on her plate. going to snap. <laughs> yeah, I am going to snap right here. <laughs> but, no, I just – I with everything she had going on and the twins and everything, oh, my gosh, I just cannot imagine, um, yeah. you know – her, my husband just just no okay just no, no. husbands just, just no we're just not don't do this this yep. is terrible <laughs> let this be let this be a lesson to right. you that's what i would the moms say. vote down for that yeah we don't do that <laughs> so having grown up without her father clara was very emotionally attached to david and thought that he would just be her everything forever and ever and ever yeah um which that's how you go it's into marriage. It's not an unreasonable thing to yeah, think yeah. Whenever, yeah, whenever you go into a marriage, like you yeah. said. Um, so being unwilling to give up on the love of her life, she vowed to do everything in her power to win him back um, and salvage their marriage, which eh. this doesn't really usually work out unless your only reason for being with each other is purely superficial. Yeah. But um, so she actually sat down with David and asked him to help her make a comparison list I between her and Gail. I did, why would you torture yourself in this right? way? Like, this is a terrible idea. No, I wouldn't ask somebody to describe describe me, say how pretty they think I am, how anything. You are asking for some questions. I mean, for some answers you don't want to hear. Right. And so, but yeah. And so the list actually included like such ridiculous things like comparing their breast size and everything. Yeah. And I guess, you know, she said that hers were going to be like soon to change because she was going to go to extreme measures to like bring herself I guess up to up Ugh. to par or whatever that she thought you know David wanted which mm-mm. nope no <laughs> none of the thumbs down there yeah no 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 mom no say way. no <laughs> so Clara immediately began undergoing changes to her appearance in a desperate attempt to prove that she was better than Gail and more worthy you know of David um, she made appointments to have her hair dyed blonde she had liposuction she began starving herself to lose weight That's got a where personal you lose trainer me. yeah right <laughs> anything that involves not eating count me out (laughs) yeah I'm out of here don't worry you can have her so at first her plan actually worked and David told Clara that he did want to end his relationship with Gail and work on their marriage so I'm sure she was elated yeah even though I feel like it would still feel really I feel dirty yeah like I just I've why would he have been with you to begin with well I mean everybody talked about how beautiful Clara was yeah she's gorgeous and then as the years went on you have kids they exhaust you and you turn hideous yeah. is that what you're saying <laughs> where are you going with this no. <laughs> I mean you have other things going on so you're not always like on your game you have date <laughs> nights but you know what I mean like give me some sweatpants I'll be happy you can't come home to this I look good in sweatpants really <laughs> I look better with sweatpants than most things <laughs> no but really it's just a weird I don't know it just seems like you're setting yourself up for failure because in five years this stuff is gonna go I could, away I could not keep that up for five minutes honestly. no oh no like, if that's not the came in right and if that's not the way that you 
are as a person, you're never going to be able to maintain it. Okay. Do you know how many times I've said, I just wish that I was the kind of person who like, you know, ate really healthy and got up and went for a run every morning. But I've finally, I think admitted to myself, that is just not the life I was called to. But do you (laughs) ever know people in your life who all of a sudden pick up running and that you'd be like, no, they're not a runner. And then they become crazy runners and they're like super in shape and all that. And you think, oh, I could do that. And then you run for one day and get a stress fracture and you're like, screw this. I'm not doing this. Yeah. No, I agree. And plus I'm also like an instant gratification person. So if I have to run for like multiple weeks before I see any results mm-hmm. from it. Like I'm just not going to make it that far. It's Unless just... I'm running from someone with a knife, I'm not interested. Or towards something like food or right. Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm walking. No, thank you. So that was a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> okay, back on track. <laughs> so Clara decided to hire a private investigator to follow David around, even though he had already told her that the affair was going to be coming to an end. Um, just in case, Clara decided that she better hire someone to follow him around because what if he was lying? So this whole relationship just sounds very... Um, psychotic? <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring one thing up? There is a movie, a Lifetime original movie, I have to bring this up now, called Suburban Madness. <laughs> and I watched it for you guys. And it was the most wonderful thing I've ever watched in my life because it was so horrible. Mandy, how far along did you make it in this movie? I think... Uh, you asked me to watch the first 10 minutes. I probably watched the first three and then skipped ahead until I got to the 10 minute mark. <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing in this movie, it's supposed to be about Clara Harris and David, right? Well, apparently Celia Ward's in this movie. And do you know who Celia Ward is? She's beautiful. She's brunette in all the movies in 80s and 90s. I know who she is. Okay. Thank you. So <laughs> she's in this movie. So I thought, oh, maybe this movie's going to be good. It wasn't. It was terrible. But <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> she apparently got the script and said, I don't want to play Clara. I want to the pri- play the private investigator. And literally the whole movie ends up being about the private investigator. Like, oh. like <laughs> they realize that Clara in this movie is such a bad actress. That, no joke. It's like the private investigator. That's all you see the whole time. And it's literally like her story of her husband having an affair and you're like what went wrong here (laughs) so you have to watch it it's my new favorite terrible thing I'm gonna probably post a clip of it online because I just have died laughing watching it so (laughs) back to the story so on July 23rd 2002 Clara went into the Blue Moon Detective Agency and hired Bobby Baca yep that (laughs) was her is it it? okay yep that's the award I'm so excited all right um and her team of course to uh spy on David she wanted them to get close enough to be able to listen to conversations and, of course, to let her know if David was seen entering or exiting any hotels with Gail. Uh, very pertinent information. Yeah, that would I be guess. a good clue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then an interesting thing that I saw is that um, apparently in Texas, when a couple gets divorced, everything is automatically split 50-50. Right. But if you can prove adultery, then um, the one who was, of course... The cheater or the cheaty? <laughs> no, the one cheated on. <laughs> the one who got cheated on um, can actually go and request up to 90% of the assets. And so when I read that, I was like, whoa. Okay. Well, no wonder she's Texas the doesn't play around with affairs. Yeah. Okay. Like, do not have an affair in Texas because no, you're going to lose don't, everything. Mandy, just don't have an affair, guys. Yeah. Just don't have <laughs> No, that's crazy. And, but that makes sense why she was like straight up PI. 
Well, yeah, although I feel like she would have stayed with she them anyway. So she would have done this anyway. She just, <laughs> she was going to find out. So a private investigator named Lucas was assigned to the case, and he began following David around. On July 24th, 2002, he called and told Clara that David was at a hotel with Gail. Um, he did not give much information, but told her that they were possibly on the fourth or sixth floor and that he would have a full report ready for her tomorrow. Uh, but Clara was not wanting to wait, of course. I think she probably went into like a blind, you know, rage. despair and yeah. rage. I think she was more sad and like heartbroken than anything else. Yeah. Um, how come you can't tell the difference between the fourth floor and the sixth floor? That's what I want to know, too. That's what he said. It, uh, it's either the fourth or the sixth. <laughs> like, There's one in between that could really help you figure that out. That doesn't – I don't get that jump. <laughs> I think of the really important things in this. So um, Claire got into her Mercedes with Lindsay, David's daughter, and drove herself down to the Hilton to confront David and Gail herself. First of all, where are the kids? Where are the small kids? I've been wondering that this whole time. And every time I go and look up, try to find any more information, it never talks about where the twins were at no. during all of this mm -hmm. nonsense. Well, good. I, I'm glad they weren't in the car. Yeah. But I don't understand bringing Lindsay. Um, so when they arrived at the hotel, Claire, uh, Clara drove into the parking garage and located Gail's SUV. She proceeded to get out and essentially trashes Gail's uh, car. She keys it, bends the windshield wipers. Seems like a Carrie Underwood song right? yeah well Thanks i saw some like pictures of the suv that she mm -hmm. destroyed basically and it was i mean you could tell it was like an angry yeah. person who did it you know i mean she it was very scratched up and keyed up and yeah. um yeah it was i think of consequences that's just kind of how my brain thinks right <laughs> and um i've been in a blind rage before and i was like i'm gonna throw this lamp and i saw a pillow and i threw the lamp at the pillow so it wouldn't break so <laughs> still threw the lamp so though. yeah still threw it but like gently i just wanted to get my point across but my thought being like I, this situation right here i don't care how upset i was within reason i think i would just be like i'm gonna get arrested the whole time i'm keying the car right I would think so. I would be very nervous to go and like do something like that to They're going to know who did it. Right. Obviously. <laughs> Not to mention there's probably cameras in the parking lot. It's a hotel. We're thinking, we are thinking for her at this point. Right. So um, <laughs> once she finished, uh, Clara went into the hotel lobby with Lindsay right behind her. Suddenly the elevator doors open and out comes David and Gail hand in hand and they clearly had not just broken up. Yeah. I um, had actually read and seen on whatever documentary I watched about this. I can't even remember what it was we'll now. We'll put the, anything that we watched in the notes. Yes. <laughs> section so you can see. Um, but I had seen that Clara basically saw David and Gail um, embracing in a way that she used to do with her husband. So, and How many just, ways can you embrace <laughs> that you would be like, that feels so personal to me. It's a hug. My goodness. <laughs> well, I guess he, like, you know, had his arm around her and was all like – I no, don't, don't do this. Don't do voices. Don't, don't want to say baby, baby. No. She's beavering again, guys. She's beavering. I can't stop myself. Okay. So Clara snaps. She begins trying to attack Gil in the hotel lobby, but David intervenes and wrestles her to the ground. Um, the hotel security eventually came over and escorted David and Gail out to Gail's newly renovated SUV <laughs> and another back, um, another guard escorted Clara and I'm assuming Lindsay out of the hotel. So Clara and Lindsay got back in the car. Pulled Lindsay out probably didn't spot. need an escort. She probably was like ready to run out of that building. <laughs> Why didn't her dad like say, come with me? I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Your stepmother's losing her mind. Yeah. Maybe you should come And here's me. your newest stepmother. Like, 
<laughs> What's happening there? So, um, so Claire and Lindsay got back in the car and pulled out of her parking spot. She drove over to where Gail's vehicle was parked and struck the SUV and her husband. Um, so Claire had crossed over two grassy medians and ran David over while his daughter was sitting in the passenger seat witnessing it all. Wow. Yeah, that's gross. Um, but even trying to hit the car. That's some thats some next level crazy stuff. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you like my face? Yeah, yeah, I wish you guys could see this face. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, so police were soon dispatched and David was taken to a hospital. So at 9.48, David Harris was pronounced dead. Detectives outlined his injuries, which included missing teeth, crushed ribs, and a broken collarbone. Witnesses at the scene stated that Clara circled back and ran David over more than one time. Um, Some people say two, some say three. She possibly ran him over multiple times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she was was going. But that is a point that will be debated for years to come after this took place. Um, when it came time for Clara's trial, the question that was really on everyone's minds uh, and what was up for debate really was whether or not Clara was guilty of cold-blooded murder or whether this was just a tragic accident caused by a desperate, emotional woman. Uh, so remember the private investigator, Lucas, the one that was hired by Clara herself? Well, he caught the entire ordeal on video and that video was played for the jury in Clara's trial. So... I don't. I don't even know what you call that. I guess it's irony. Irony that yeah. she hired the yeah detective. she hired the person that was her big witness, really. Right, that had like the evidence. Yeah, like, <laughs> of what she did. Like you know, she was she hired this person to catch her husband doing something. And he ba- caught her. Ba- right, and then that's how it. Yeah, yeah. You watched the video, right? Yes. Very difficult to see what's going on. It's a very. Yeah, you can't really tell anything. Yeah, you just see like lights flashing, like around (laughs) in a car driving in a circle. Yeah, and you're, but you don't even realize the car. It's just like the headlights. And I never see any people. Like I never see her hitting a person or anything like that. Um, But yeah, I did watch the video. I'm good not seeing somebody get hit by a car. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean I'm fine with it too. Yeah, (laughs) I just was. I'm just saying for for argument's sake. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like it's not like it was a home run hit evidence video right. or anything like that like it was it, it was very it almost looked more out of control than anything else or like you're stuck oh she was out of control yeah Melissa. she was out of control <laughs> <laughs> point taken um but no it almost seemed more like her car was stuck in a certain way because it just <laughs> was peeling out i don't even know how to yeah explain yeah it. it was it was weird just yeah, yeah the continual like circular whatever she was doing like a mad person right <laughs> um on January 22nd, 2003, Clara Harris's trial began. The defense claimed that Clara's only intention was to destroy Gail's car, not to run anyone over. And as we said, the video is just really poor quality, so they didn't really have the evidence to s- say that she did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, in a different video that was shown to um, mock jurors, which is like a fake jury. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're not really going to use these jurors, but... I guess they're just testing out their evidence and everything to yeah. see kind of where they're at um, with their, you know, points in their case and everything and how it's how it would come across to um, potential jurors. Um, they did show this video of Clara being interviewed basically by the police after this had happened. And she pretty much paints a picture of herself as being really distraught and devastated yeah. and, you know, that her only intention was to destroy Gail's car in an attempt to basically show her husband how much emotional pain she was in from what yeah. he had done to her, you know, by having this affair. But so I watched that yeah, um, I saw it too. video 
And it was so heartbreaking, honestly. I felt bad. And I would buy it. I would have gone for it. I would have definitely shown, like, some sympathy on her because you could tell she really was – I thought you could anyway. That she was really upset, like – and it was genuine. Like, she was really – and I I felt like what she was saying was, like I said, genuine. Like, I thought she was telling the truth of the matter and that – I mean, I'm sorry. Like, love does crazy things and so does – anger okay yeah. you know and like i don't ne- i don't necessarily think she set out to say i'm gonna go there and kill one yeah, of them. yeah you know what i mean like i think it was just one of those things and then well i highly doubt she'd bring this girl that she loves to intentionally go kill her father right i don't i don't see that right i think it just set her off like seeing them coming out of the elevator and like holding hands and it's like kind of like it's humiliating right and like all of these things kind of coming to like a head at this moment and you know she just was at a loss and didn't really know what else to do so right um if you ever get to that point killing someone's not the answer <laughs> a new psa for moms and murder <laughs> um so in the video, she tearfully describes how she felt upon seeing David and Gail, and she describes how the security guards that escorted her out had told her to not follow David and Gail where they were going, and that she just needed to go get back in her own vehicle and go her own way. They saw her attack this lady in the lobby. Why didn't they say, let's wait until she drives off? And I agree. Like, they should have been escorted and security guards have been standing there. I mean, you would never think this would happen, but... If a crazy person comes in knocking people out in the lobby in front of their kid. Well, and if it's to the point that you have to escort, like, people out. Like, adult right, humans because out. Because they're, like, cat fighting in the yeah. lobby. Like, <laughs> you would think that you would at least, like you said, watch them go to their car, get in, and drive away before yeah. just well, calling it a day. <laughs> just for their own, like, hotel security. You know what I mean? Just for insurance purposes, you'd think you'd want to be like, let's make sure they get off this property. Right. Uh, so upon realizing that David was actually going with Gail, uh, Clara claims Ooh. that her only thought or idea at this moment was just to, quote, stop that car. So she, at this point, is now in definitely not in a normal frame of mind, right. I would say. Um, and so that's when she had this idea to use her own vehicle to stop that car and ram Gail's, Gail's SUV. Um, you know, that's just what she chose to do. I don't understand it, but... That's the story. Yeah. Again, <laughs> my thought is you're going to be arrested and right. this is getting worse. So so she explained um, how she began barreling towards the SUV and she saw David coming towards her on the left side of the car. He was, of course, on foot standing and was running probably towards the car. Um, and she says that she just thought the car was going to stop itself when it came to a really high curb right and so she just assumed like she's looking at him running she's driving in the direction of this suv watching him come toward her um and she just thinks assuming the automatic brakes (laughs) (laughs) well i guess she thought that it was a high curb and that her car wouldn't just go over the curb i don't know what she thought okay that is some real weird right it's not thinking it's not rational no um but of course it didn't and she ended up running to me, if you're thinking that over. far in advance, like if you're you're having these thoughts processed, you're not really completely out of the situation. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like she snapped and didn't know what was going on where people say they blacked out. She's saying, 
Yeah. And then I thought, well, my car won't actually go over it. So I'll just keep my foot on the right. gas. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. She said she was surprised that her car kept going and alleges Shocked. that in that moment, she says that she does not know who was driving, doesn't know what came over her, doesn't know, wasn't her behind yeah. the wheel. It was someone else. In the Lifetime movie, the, the daughter <laughs> turns to her and very dramatically slaps her in the face. And it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Clara's defense was that um, her husband's death was her fault, right. but it was not murder. Um, they allege that Clara only ran over her husband one time and that the video clearly proved that. Uh, they spoke, which the video didn't clearly prove anything. No, it, it was, was <laughs> nothing clear about that video. Right, it was very, very unclear. <laughs> it grainy proved nothing. <laughs> yeah. They spoke with the doctor who had examined David at the hospital, who said that the injuries were consistent with being run over more than once, but David's body only included one set of tire prints, which her attorney and friends believe is proof that she did not repeatedly run him over. That's a sad sentence, that your body only had one set of tire prints on it? Yeah, that is... Yikes. Yeah. They also argued that Clara's Mercedes did not have a turning radius that would have allowed her to turn sharply and run him over multiple times. And the prosecution actually admitted that it was a good argument, which I don't know how often that ever happens. Kudos <laughs> to you. Yeah. <laughs> but they countered by bringing in a police officer who testified that there was another tire track on the pavement that was at an angle that went directly to where David's body had been. So I guess he's saying... He rolled over and got away from it? I don't know. I don't know what... I don't understand that. And all the ways I try to understand it are just like horrifying scenarios. Yeah, yeah. None so of it's I'm good. Just, I'm just done with that. Okay. Um, Clara's attorney did not want her to take the stand in her own trial, but she insisted on doing it anyway, and that opened up a whole can of worms for her and her defense. Um, the jury had not heard the full police interview with Clara, and when she took the stand, some parts of the interview that previously had not been shared with the jury came into question. It hurt the defense. Her attorney actually collapsed in court from the stress so of it all. So dramatic. That is so <laughs> dramatic. Well, he takes his job seriously, man. Oh, man. That was just <laughs> He pathetic. knew. He knew it was over. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, the defense was unable to prove that she did not run him over multiple times. Of course, it couldn't have been proven that she did either. So yeah. it was just one of those. Yeah. Okay. I can see where they're going here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lindsay Harris, who, of course, was David's daughter, was called to testify in the trial. And even though she had always been very close with Clara and initially took her side after word about the affair came out, she still testified against her. Um, well, she was in the car. Right. And saw her <laughs> run her father over. Right. So part of Lindsay's testimony basically was that she wanted Clara to pay for what she had done for her dad and what she had had to go through and witness. And, um, you know, she lost her parent. So I understand. She didn't, yeah. She didn't. And she's the witness. But also, did she say how many times they ran her father over or did she not well, remember? Well, she didn't say specifically, but she did seem to indicate that it was more than once. Yeah. Like she said that she could feel the bump going over the, her dad's body um, every time they did it. So obviously Ugh. that means it was more than but once. there was also that curb there too. So I wonder, that sounds terrible, but how different does it feel? But it's like a chaotic, body yeah, it's a chaotic situation though. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, it's like whenever people are saying, I heard somebody being shot. And they're like, how many times? Uh, I don't, you just hear so many. Right. But I would think like the physical feeling of running over your father, that'd be a memory you wouldn't forget. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So it'd be one you would love to forget. But yeah. Poor girl. Um, 
So the jury actually sided with Lindsay, and on February 14th, 2003, the jury found Clara Harris guilty of murder by sudden passion. That is not a thing. It is a that thing. Is yes, so it dramatic. is. Yes, it is a sudden thing. Sudden passion. I believe it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so 20 years is the maximum sentence for that specific crime, um, at least in Texas it is anyway. Um, and by the way, February 14th, if you caught that, happens to be... Would have been their wedding anniversary. Yeah. Remember, they got married it's a on Valentine's terrible day, day for her. So this just reminds me of the Aloma Curry Walker case because oh, yeah. she also got um, convicted and sentenced. Or not, you didn't do that on the same day. She got convicted on uh, what would have been her wedding anniversary. So hmm. I always think that's um, just odd, coincident, you know, yeah. coincidental timing. Um, so she is incarcerated at the Mountain View Unit in Gatesville, Texas. And I even wrote in my notes, maybe she cellmates with another one of our um, subjects, Christine Paolilla, because that's where she's incarcerated too. We've done this on purpose, guys. We're just melding them all together. It's just a track for you to follow. Look how yes, smart we are. I'd like to make one comment about this case. I did not know this was the case we were doing. Whenever I brought this case up to you about the wife running over the husband oh there's more I was than talking one about a different one yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> so mandy sends me your notes in the name and i was like hold up this is not the one i was thinking so look we'll have another another car running over <laughs> spouse thing in the far future but that yeah. was that was a fun little yeah. fun little fact uh, so she was sentenced to 20 years in prison and fined ten thousand dollars and now, uh, from prison, she converts school textbooks to Braille for blind students, which, cool. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And her twins are in the custody of family friends. She has filed for parole twice, once in 2013 and once in 2016, and was denied both times. And she is currently in the parole review process again. I actually read that she became eligible for parole again just last month, September 2017. Right. Um. So, yeah, so that is the story of Clara Harris and the very strange death of her poor cheating husband. Yeah, there's <laughs> not a fan of all that cheating he did, yeah. but running him over with a vehicle too far. Yeah. Uh, one last note. There is a book. Um, I always like to mention if there's a book or anything on the cases that we do. Um, but there is a book. Yeah. Uh, it's called Out of Control. It was written by Stephen Long in 2004. And then, as Melissa said, there is also the Lifetime original movie called Suburban Madness. And this uh, case has been featured on Snapped and Deadly Women as well. Yeah. And, oh, I can't, I cannot suggest this movie enough. Another part of the movie, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you, you have to watch it. Mandy's going to have to watch the whole thing. I thought it was fast forwarded. Like it was just this weird effect they did. And <laughs> it was like a drone on crack, just like sweeping over the country, doing all these crazy things. Um, showing people in super speed, but then I realized like the music's going at a normal speed. So they just <laughs> thought it was like a cool edit they did. It was so <laughs> terrible. I loved it. Um, okay, so we have a few I'm Invincible wins for you guys. And we even got a last minute I'm Invincible win um, right before we we decided to record tonight. So first one is from Megan G in our Facebook group, Mums the Word. Um, I'm invincible when I double click my car fob and the car honks to let any criminals in my neighborhood know it's locked and I mean business. <laughs> <laughs> I do click mine like several times. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll just 
Do you panic that then you accidentally yes. hit one one unlock I and do. the whole thing screwed up? I, I do. do the same thing. So yeah, mine's like forty two, and I'm like, this is gonna get jammed. But, but then like three minutes later, I'll be like sitting. To, I'll just get comfortable, and I'm like, oh, I think I forgot to lock yeah. my car. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, And then our next one is from my bestie, Sarah. She submitted this at the suggestion of her husband, who is like six foot nine. And so you just do what that man says. Right. (laughs) He could smush you. Um, So I'm invisible when I block exterior doors with bags and boxes so would-be intruders cannot make their way into the house. And it even comes with a picture. And uh, yeah, they do a very good job of blocking the entrance. (laughs) Perfect job. Um, next one is from Addie, also in our Mums Award group. Here is the opposite of our first one, basically. I'm invincible when if I ever go to the store by myself and leave my car door unlocked, which tisk tisk, don't do that, don't see that, lock those doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's not invincible already. Um, I always get back in the car and say, "I know you're in here." I love that confidence. <laughs> I know you're in here, and I'm headed home to a crazy two-year-old. And now's your chance to bail out, as if someone's jumped in the car while I was in the store. <laughs> oh my gosh, how terrified are you going to be if someone pops up and's like? Sorry, you got me. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. There's a crazy two-year-old. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect one. I love it. Um, I think we have two more. Uh, Tonight, uh, Mandy actually brought us subs, public subs, which are... Amazing. Uh, heaven. They're heaven. And I mentioned that on Twitter. And so we got an I'm invincible when I use a public sub as a peace offering. Don't murder me, murder the sub instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Rita on Twitter. But also, Rita, don't give anybody your public subs. Right. Like, not worth it. Like, take a swing at me. That's fine. I'm not letting go of this sub. It's not going to happen. Um, we have two more. I'm invincible when I only have one glass of wine at the airport bar so that if my plane goes down, I'll still be sober-minded enough to work my oxygen mask and life vest. I have multiple glasses of wine at the airport bar so that if my plane goes down, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> there are two ways to do that one. Right. There are two ways. I, I like them both. And our last one is terrible. This is from <laughs> It's from the worst person ever. <laughs> um, it's from Colin with the Guilty uh podcast and his is typical it says well i am just invincible there's not really a win since it's always <laughs> and his poor, poor no Jen having to deal with this mess so yeah no comment on that so um that is our episode for tonight thank you guys for being with us we just have one promo for you tonight and it's one of our favorites the Minds of Madness. Yay. We love Minds of Madness. We absolutely do love Minds of Madness. Yeah. I can't get enough. Yeah. I really can't. Um, Tyler and Beck, Beck and Tyler, and I just all want- their... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tyler and Beck, what the heck? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was going. Yeah. They did this cool video, and um, a lot of their listeners and some other podcasters did a video, and Karen with Stat did a nice little rap, and it was hilarious, and so... I play it on repeat. Every night, I know bed. it's awesome, it's amazing. But for some reason, those guys like us, and we haven't figured it out. And it's it's going to end soon. I know it. Right. I just feel it. <laughs> they're they're going to be done with us. So um, anyway, so check them out because we love them. And even though I did ignore their show for a while because the cover photo scared me. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> I'm scared of things. She's so such much. a chicken. <laughs> I am. You wish I, I should was just a take her home. I know. <laughs> So anyway, please check them out. We really are excited about all the people we get to partner with. It's so much fun. We have a great time, and everyone's been really supportive of us for reasons we don't understand. But um, have a great week, and we will see you guys next week. Make sure you send us – you can email us, Facebook, Twitter, 
however, just don't show up at our doors um, and give us your questions yes. for our little Q&As that our little QTs can read to us. Perfect. How clever am I? You are so clever, <laughs> Melissa. I can't, I can't even take it. It's I'm adorable. so tired. Okay, have a great week. <laughs> Bye. What could an American dad, a university professor, and a passenger on a bus possibly have in common? You can find out by listening to the Minds of Madness podcast, where we uncover the series of events and state of mind leading ordinary people to do unthinkable things. The Minds of Madness is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other major podcast apps. Thanks so much for listening to the Moms of Murder podcast. Make sure to check back with us next week for a new episode. You can also find us at momsandmurder.com where you can connect with us via social media. Please make sure you subscribe and give us five stars because giving us four stars would be a crime. Thanks so much.